You're listening to a podcast from Victory. A wise builder hears and applies the word of God to his life so that he stands firmly through tough times. Learn more about this truth in week 16 of our series, Redefined. If you have your Bible with you, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 24. It says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rocks. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Verse 28. When Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as scribes. First of all, uh, Jesus made this statement. He said, everyone who hears this word of mine, the word of God is for everyone. It transcends age, culture, race, or people group. So where, whoever you are, and whatever situation you're in today, I want you to know that the Word of God applies to you. And the Word of God will work in every situation. You know, sometimes you would think that my situation is unique. Uh, my situation is complicated. I'm not sure if I can do God's Word. And I'm not sure if God's Word will actually uh, be effective in what I'm facing, but the Word of God is effective. It works. Uh, that's actually the testimony of the police director, Romeo Poroganan. Okay, if I mention his name correctly. Last Friday, we have our culmination ceremony for our 1,200 police officers. As, many, uh, as you all know, the past weeks, we're given the opportunity to serve them uh, through this um, non-government organization uh, named Pamilya Muna. And in partnership with them, we're able to serve our uh, Philippine National Police through this uh, values formation training. We talked about uh, being godly or makajos, uh, being family-oriented or makapamilya, being uh, uh, makabayan. Okay? And also, we talked about integrity, we talked about legacy and forgiveness. You know, I can feel the tension when we were doing these trainings. Uh, I gave a talk about integrity to 300 policemen right here in this very room. And I can feel the tension of us preaching the Word of God. And uh, I can almost hear some people in their mind having this uh, imaginary conversation teaching. I'm not sure if I can actually apply that where I am. Many of them came from Kalaokan Police Station and they are battling with, uh, with all the, the negative uh, press release about them. Uh, some of them are battling about their um, uh, people. Let's be honest, there are police who are not, uh, not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But many of them, uh, during the interactions and uh, asking them for feedback, when we will join them in their table discussion, many of them really have this uh, great dis um, disappointments. Some of them are confused. Because they said, for many years, we tried to serve our country with all integrity. And uh, it, they said, we just don't know what, 
why, why, why we are here and what are, we, what, what are we doing here? For many of them, they don't know what will happen to them after this training because they were told that for many of them, they will be assigned in Mindanao <clears throat> because of some of the things that happened. But last Friday during the culmination activity, 1,200 police in our building at Bonifacio Global City, they were there. And Bishop Ferdi Kabiling, our very own bishop, gave a powerful message about them as being servants of God. It's not just pastors who are ministers and servants of God, but policemen are servants of God. And then there's this uh, police director who gave his testimony. He's a Christian, a born-again Christian. And his testimony was that he, he gave two incidents where he tried uh, to do what is right, but instead of being rewarded, he was unjustly punished. And instead of being promoted, he was ignored for promotion. He was talking about this time when he was given this assignment uh, of authorizing the, the contract of um, I don't know if, we're, if they're going to enter a contract maybe for weaponry or for other services. They, he's the person in charge to actually make that happen, to release the budget. And in one incident, he refused saying no to some high-ranking officials telling him to actually adjust the bidding process to favor one group so that the, the project will be given to them worth almost 1 billion pesos. And in his conscience, he can't take it. He said, this is not right. And for standing for what is right, he was overlooked for promotion. He was supposed to be promoted, but he was not given that opportunity. And for, uh, for uh, uh, a period of time, he was so discouraged. But in that moment, God taught him to actually practice what he believed. Not with not withholding bitterness and unforgiveness. Trusting the Lord, seeking the Lord, uh, seeking God's kingdom and His righteousness first. And these are things we normally hear in church, but for many of them, they don't know if this will actually work in the where I where I'm assigned. But that's the testimony of this man, who not only was vindicated, but uh, he was given the promotion, and now in a high, in a very high position to serve the government and to serve us. And, he's, and he ended his uh, message with Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And God works in all things for the good of those who love Him. And that was his encouragement to the police officer saying, trust God in His word because God's word, everything will perish, but God's word will endure forever. Amen. How many of you believe that the word of God applies to each and every one of us. The Word of God is true. So Jesus said, uh, everyone then who hears this Word of mine. And in verse 24 to 25, Jesus compared uh, those who hear God's Word and obey God's Word, He compared it to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And uh, he, He said in verse 25, the rain fell, floods came, winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And reality of life is that storms will come. It's not a question of if, but when. Temptations will surely come. Trials will surely come. Death and sickness will surely come. 
uh, persecution will come. It's going to be part of our journey and it's going to be part of our human experience. Storms will come and the Bible says, but for anyone who hears and obeys God's word, he is not going to be shaken. If you're founded on the rock, yes, all these things you might encounter and you will. You and I will encounter them. But if we're founded on the rock, we will not be destroyed. We will not be shaken. You know, there are two major roles of foundation. First one is to support the load of the entire building structure. Okay, that's one. So the, the higher the building, the, the deeper the foundation. So it's designed to support the whole structure. Not only that, foundation is designed to protect the people who's going to use it. Protect them from calamities, from earthquake, from, from, from storms. That's supposed to stand all these calamities. That's why foundation matters. Because our foundation, it's not only for us, it's only also for the people around us. So when we have good foundation, it's not only us who will benefit, but also the people that God will connect to us. The people that we're going to minister to, our families, our loved ones. Our foundation is important because it's not only for us, but also for the people around us. Um, nine years ago, uh, there was a powerful tropical storm named Ike that swept through North America. That's 2008, <clears throat> uh, particularly in Texas. And uh, according to the news, it was the third costliest Atlantic hurricane causing $37 billion worth in damages and blamed for at least 195 deaths. So one of the strongest storms they've ever experienced. Now after the storm, they surveyed the area and saw everything destroyed and wiped out except for one house, I think in southern Texas, this part uh, of, the, of the place, except for this one house that later on was known as the last house standing. At first, when it was broadcast, uh, some people made a comment. It says, it looked like it was photoshopped. So CNN sent a representative, and it was later on confirmed this is legit. This house was owned by the Adams family. In reality, uh, the, the owner, Warren and Pam Adams. <laughs> Kaya meron din mga nag-comment, Nako, demonic yan. <laughs> now, can you imagine all this area, all the buildings, all houses wiped away except for this one house owned by this couple. You know, I believe this is the picture of what God was trying to tell us. The strongest storm can hit you, but if your foundation is on the rock, not only that you'll be able to stand, not only that you'll be able to survive, but you'll be able to thrive in the midst of this storm. Amen. This is what God wants for you and me. This is what God wants for our families, for our marriages, for our walk with God. A foundation that will last. You know, one trivia about this story is that three years before Ike, uh, their previous uh, house was destroyed by another storm in 2005, Hurricane Rita. 
Now, after what happened, the couple hired a contractor to build a home that could withstand a Category 5 hurricane. Because of what happened, the couple watched over every step of the construction to make sure it was done correctly and built in line with the building code. Guess what happened to this contractor after Hurricane Ike? There was an ending uh, line of clients wanting them to build their house. Sabi niya, grabe ka mag-build ah. Siya lang yung natitira. So, tuloy-tuloy yung mga client nila. But you know, they learned their lesson. We've lost our first house. We want to make sure that when storm hits us, it's not going to be the same story. You know, and I feel like God wants to say that to some of us here. Maybe for some of us here, you're seated there and you're thinking, if I only can go back in time and make things right. Maybe for some of us, there is a specific area of our lives wherein we're looking back and we're saying that because of sin or maybe because of series of bad decisions, it was severely damaged. And I believe the reason you're hearing this word from God, it's because not because God wants to condemn you, but because God wants to fill you with hope. Because God wants to redeem you. You know, some people think because of what happened, I'm not sure if I can start all over again. But you know, I believe you're hearing this word because God wants you to know He is a God who is able to rebuild what's broken. God is a God who's able to restore what's damaged. And God came not to condemn us, but to save us. God is able to heal us. That's what happened to this couple. They, they've uh, also brought contractor to help them build. And that's also the reason why we're pushing you. Uh, don't just come here every Sunday, attend church. Allow other people to be part of your journey. Be part of a victory group. Because it, this is something that you cannot do alone. You need the help of God and you need the help of other people. How many of you here, you want to have a strong foundation? You want to build a strong foundation. It's not easy to build a strong foundation. But with the help of God and the help of other people, we can build a foundation that can last the test of time. Verse 26 to 27, But everyone who hears the words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. You know, according to some commentaries, the, sa- the sand around the Sea of Galilee looks strong during summer. It looks solid. It has the appearance of, uh, of being strong. But uh, when, when storm comes or rain comes, it will show itself weak. Kung nakapagpapicture na po kayo sa Boracay, di ba? May mga nagbibuild doon na mga locals. And it's, it's just really fascinating to look there and watch how creative they are in building these sand castles and these towers uh, for the tourists. But no matter how good, it don't last. Kasi sand. And that's a picture of religion. That's a picture of uh, famous uh, sayings and opinions that is not in line with the Word of God. There are so many teachings out there, so many beliefs that, that sounds wise, that sounds good. But if, if that is not in line with the Word of God, the Bible says it's a sand. It's not going to hold up and it's not going to stand the storms of life. The moment the storms come, it's not going to stand. 
So it has the appearance of wisdom, strength, and stability, but it's going to fail. And James said it this way in James chapter 1, verse 22. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you are only fooling yourselves. Meron ba sa inyo dito, gustong gusto nyo yung naluloko kayo? Say, gabi, naloko na naman ako. No, we don't like the feeling of being deceived. We don't like the feeling of being taken advantage. Yet the Bible says, every time we hear God's word and know what is right and don't apply it in our lives, we are deceiving ourselves. We are fooling ourselves. You know, I heard about this uh, story. Yung isang, nag, ano, isang guy nagbabrag sa kaibigan niya, sabi niya, pare, naloko ko yung, tindi, yung may-ari nung restaurant na, na pinuntahan ko. Sabi niya, bakit? Eh, kasi nagbayad ako, hindi naman ako kumain. So, akala niya, for him, why siya? No? Pero, it's foolish. But, you know, that's the picture of us. When we refuse to build on the rock and still continue to build on the sand, we may look wise to some people, but in reality, we are foolish. Because we are building on something that would not last forever. But don't just listen to God's word. Do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Uh, last year, BBC featured an article. Ang title po nung article, sabi niya, Five Reasons Why Buildings Collapse. And this was after a building collapse in Kenya, killing at least 33 people. It was a six-story residential building. And uh, after it collapsed, 33 people died. And after that, they wrote this article, why is it that there are a lot of buildings collapsing in this uh, part of the world? And they, they listed down five reasons. I'm not going to explain all. The first one, they said foundations are too weak. Because foundations are costly, it can cost up to half the price of a building. So what the contractors would do, they will, they're not willing to pay that much for the foundation. So they will try to, uh, to compromise and they will dinadaya yung foundation. They're not willing to pay the price. So weak foundations. Next one are the building materials are not strong enough. They use counterfeit materials, sometimes scrap metals, rejected ones. And so no wonder when this storm hits, it's so easy to collapse. Because they used uh, substandard materials. Again, because they are not willing to pay the price. They, they shortcut the process because uh, they, they don't want to spend the money. They want to earn more. And the next three, they said they are not getting professionals. It's amazing. Even brick, uh, yung mga tagabuhat lang ho, ang tawag nila engineer. <laughs> Ayaw nilang bumayad ng mahal. So they will just try to get people who are not really professionals. Loads heavier than expected. They will originally build three, but they will add three more floors. When the foundation is designed to hold only three-story building. Next one is because the strength, the strength is not tested. But in all five, there is one thing in common, and that is the word compromise. In every stage, they compromise. In every stage of the construction, somebody is trying to get more money. There is corruption in every stage. 
They don't want to pay the price. They shortcut the process. And they think that uh, they are uh, actually wise in doing it, not realizing that in the long run, they are setting themselves up for greater trouble. And, and here's the lesson for us. Because Jesus said, whoever build this house on the sand is like a foolish man. You know, every time we compromise on our foundation, every time we value image more than character, every time we value the things of this world more than God, we are setting ourselves up for a crash. It's not wise, the Bible says, it's foolish. Every time we just hear the Word of God, but not obey it and apply it in our lives, this is actually what we're doing. We're cheating on our foundation. Later on, it's going to be found out. Laying a good foundation may be hard. It may be time-consuming. It may cost us a lot of money in the process, but it's all worth it. It may take a while, but it's worth it. Jesus said, don't just be only hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Invest in your foundation. Choose to obey God's word. Even at first, it may seem like you're not going to benefit from it. Even if it may seem like it's hard and difficult. Sometimes, you're following God, and in your mind you're saying, I'm not sure if this is... If this is going somewhere. It's not making any sense as of the moment. But the Bible says, choose that route. Don't just be hearers of the word only, but be doers of the word. Who are we in this story? Are we the wise builder or are we the foolish builder? You know, at the end of the story, the Bible says that after the people heard this, they were so astonished because he's teaching with authority. He's not quoting just some other teachers. He's saying, and I tell you this, there was authority in Jesus' teaching. You know why? Because he's not just a teacher, he is God. And if you read the Bible as we end the Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, you know, every time we obey God's word, the Bible says we're building on a solid foundation and we are not building on a set of principle. As we obey God's word, we're actually building our lives on a person, not on principle. Because the Bible is not about principle, it's about Jesus Christ. It's about a person. It's about this God who came and died for us on the cross and after three days rose again from the dead. It's all about Jesus. That's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, it says, For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You know, there is no other foundation. We are all building our lives, and we're building it into, on something. Some people, they're building their lives uh, in, in their career, in sasarile, you know, and, and other things, connections, people. But the Bible says there is only one foundation that would last forever, and that is Jesus Christ. You know, my prayer is that our foundation is not the church. It's not victory. It's not your victory group leader. It's not a pastor. It's not the blessings of God. These are not the foundation that we're supposed to build our lives on.
The blessing can be taken away. I mean, some people might not be there anymore. But if Jesus is our foundation, we will continue to stand strong and we will finish strong. Amen? Jesus is the strong foundation. If we build our lives on Him, no matter what storm comes, we will be able to stand. Amen? Father, we thank You for Your Word today. Lord, our prayer is that we will not just be hearers of the word, but we will be doers of the word. Lord, we want to be like that wise man, Lord, who built his house on the rock, on Jesus. Lord, I pray we will not be like that foolish man who built his house on the sand. Lord, I pray every time we come here, every time we open our Bible and read your word, I pray that your word will impart conviction and faith in our hearts. I pray, Lord God, we will not just accumulate knowledge and information. I pray that your word will change us from the inside out. I pray that your word, Lord God, will every time will cut us to the heart, Lord. I pray it will bring us down to our knees, Lord, in repentance. If there's anything in our lives that you are, are pointing to, Lord, if there's anything in our lives that is, that is not aligned to your will and to your word, Lord, I pray we will have a tender heart, a heart that is, Lord God, quick to surrender, a heart that is quick to repent, Lord. Lord, I pray that our hearts will be a good soil, that if there is a promise from your word, we will have childlike faith to take hold of it, Lord. That we will not base, Lord God, the, the power of the word on our situation and our limitation, but we will base the power of the word on your ability to fulfill your promise. Lord, I pray we will become men and women of the word, that your word will be our life. Like Job, I pray we will come to a point wherein we will be able to say that we treasure your word more than our daily bread. Lord, okay lang kung wala kaming makain as long as we have your word. Sometimes may difficulties, Lord God, but we will hold on to your word. Sometimes the, pr- the answer to our prayers are not yet there, but we will hold on to your word. Because your word is life, Lord. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will endure forever. Lord, I pray, Lord, Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from your mouth, O Lord. Create in us that hunger for your word. That every day, Lord, we will prioritize your word. That we will stop making excuses that we are busy. No matter how busy we are, Lord, that your word will be top priority for us. And that your word will dwell in our hearts richly. Lord, thank you so much, Lord, for your promise that if we build our lives on your word, Lord God, no matter what storm hits us, we will be able to stand strong, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your promise. Thank you for giving us the confidence. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the assurance. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.